You're listening to the podcast version of the Recruit of Talionis audiobook, book one in the Talionis series. I'm your narrator, writer, and host, award-winning author C.J. Malesi. Each week, we'll bring you further into the mysterious and dangerous dystopian world of Talionis and Bria's fight for survival. If you haven't been following along with us up until now, be sure to check out the previous episodes. Now, grab your favorite hot beverage and hold on tight as we dive back in. Chapter 16 Nika, Ari, and I jog away from Sergeant Valerius and toward the dining hall. I hope we're not about to get shot at again, Nika says. Did getting hit hurt really bad, I ask? Nika's tough, and I'm surprised at the wariness I hear in her voice. The kill zone has been active three times over the past five days, but there's no indicator of when they'll be firing at us. Just gunshots. So far, the alley has been clear each time, so I've taken that route, but I'm always nervous that they'll realize they left a hole or that it's some kind of trap. She slows almost to a stop. You haven't gotten hit? No. I draw out the word. Everyone gets hit, Nika says. Most of us more than one time every time they're set up. I glance behind my friends before responding. I found a way through. There's a way through? Ari asks. Yeah, I'll show you guys if we need it when we arrive. But keep it quiet. If it was an accident, I don't want them closing off that option. Deal, Nika says. We move again. Okay, now that Bria has taken out the possibility of us getting shot on our way to dinner, Nika says, how about you tell us why we just risked our necks to sneak into a lab? Ari's eyes light up. That place was amazing, right? Try to stay focused for me, girl, please. Oh, right. Well, I wanted to get more information about the Watchers, and according to the code I was scanning during class, I needed a direct connection to the screens in that lab in order to download the information to my band. We're nearing the dining hall, but all of us are walking slower. Dread coils in my stomach, dissolving any appetite I may have had, and questions for Ari rise in my throat, choking me. What are the Watchers? I manage to ask. We're a hundred feet or so away from the kill zone, and Nika holds up her hand. I want that answer too, but first, she focuses on me. Am I about to get shot at? I scan the area, forcing myself to focus on the buildings surrounding us. There's no sign of anyone on the roofs, no glimmer of a gun's muzzle. The kill zone isn't active. Not now, at least. I don't think so. Maybe you should show us the safe way just in case, Nika says. Fine. I lead them down the route I discovered. Ari, what is a watcher? Her face grows more serious than I've ever seen it. It's not a what. They're people. Taliona spies in villages, towns, cities all over the North American region. But how? My town is small, Nika says. Anyone different would stand out right away. Ari bites her lip. I think they used people who already lived in the villages to get them the information they wanted. About us. I want to protest, yell that she's wrong, but I'm drowning in the logic of her words. It makes too much sense. That's how they would know enough to choose us. A pounding begins in my temples. 
Ari holds up the wrist with her band like she did earlier. That's why I needed to get in, to get the list of watchers, see if I'm right. When will you know for sure? Nika asks. The files are encrypted. It may take me a few days to break through, but shouldn't be longer than a week. I lead them down the alley to the side entrance of the dining hall, and Nika and Ari keep talking, but it's like I'm hearing their words while I'm underwater. Nothing penetrates clearly. Right before we open the door, Nika stops me and makes sure I agree with them that we should keep this information to ourselves until we know more. I must nod in agreement because next thing I know, we're in the dining hall and someone is handing me a tray. One ugly truth is forming in my mind. I was betrayed by someone I know, someone I probably trusted, someone who knew all I went through, all my family went through when we lost Esri, but they did this to me anyway. And if Ari is right, she has the information to show me exactly who that person is. The question is, will I be able to handle knowing? I automatically fill my plate with food and trail Ari and Nika to the table we've made our own. Shay, Bryson, Shane, Cade, and Storm are all there already, almost done with their meals. I slip into the seat next to Storm and somehow find it in me to smile at her, but the questioning look in her eyes tells me she can sense something's off. I take a bite of food, searching my mind for something to say to her, a topic to bring up, a question to ask, anything to shield her from my own fears and worries at this moment. The door to the dining hall slams shut before I can swallow. Laban struts in. Clean up and get to the arena, recruits. You're going to get a little exercise before you tackle your chores for the night. You have five minutes to report. He leaves and the dining hall erupts in activity. Recruits jump up from their tables, disposing of their trash as fast as possible. I shove a piece of chicken into my mouth and then toss the rest of my barely touched plate into the trash. I'm not hungry anyway, but I know I'll wish I'd eaten more later tonight. Storm is right next to me, eyebrows drawn together. I put my hand on her shoulder. I've got to go. Sorry I couldn't spend more time with you. I don't like it when they come in and yell like that. Her little voice quivers. Bria, Shay says, we have got to go now. I grip my teeth against a sharp retort. Shay's right, but I don't need to be bossed around right now. I focus on Storm. Sorry he scared you. I give her a quick hug, not knowing what else to say. Her little arms tighten around me, and when I let go, it feels like some part of me shreds. I hate that I have to listen to what the soldiers tell me to do, that I have to leave her alone when she's scared. But I do. I offer her one more smile and then jog from the room. If Ari is right, if there are people in Derby who betrayed me and Shay, who spied on us for Talionis, then are my little brothers safe? Or are they in as much danger as Storm? I arrive at the arena with the last of the recruits and line up in the Unit 6 holding area with seconds to spare. The two bites of chicken I had royal in my stomach, but I stand at attention. Everything Ari said, all the implications if she's right, slam into my mind with bruising force. The pieces fit together in a sickening way. They make sense. Sergeant Valerius and Laban march onto the platform. At ease, recruits, 
Sergeant Valerius says. Everyone obeys. I obey. Am I going to continue to do everything they want? Fall in line with their plan, whatever it is? Laban steps forward. I'm going to ask you a question, and I want a response. Understood? Sir, yes, sir. He paces in front of each unit, his golden eyes flashing in the light like an animal. Do you want to be a part of saving lives? Yes, sir. I say the words along with everyone else. I do want to be a part of saving lives, but I doubt Laban and I have the same idea of what that means. Then you will give yourself completely to the commander's plan. Laban shouts every word. He knows what this region needs. Every bit of training you go through has a purpose. Push yourselves. Give everything you have. Do it for your families. Do it for yourselves. Do it for the future of the region. I'm not doing it his way. The dark-haired guy who has spoken up more than once steps away from his unit to say the words. His face is bruised but resolved. Laban strides over until he's inches from the guy. Mason Perkleone, do not test me. Mason doesn't back down or say a word in response. No comeback this time? Laban sneers. Then let's take a walk. He signals to two soldiers and they each take one of Mason's arms. He doesn't struggle. As he's led away, something in me churns. There have been two recruits who have gone missing that I've known about since we arrived, gone without any trace of them being here to begin with. Will Mason be next? If I defy them the same way as Mason or fail as badly as the other two recruits were failing, what will they do to me? If it wasn't for Storm, maybe I would risk it, but even though she has Cade, I can't leave her here. She's lost enough already. Maybe I can't completely defy them, but I refuse to be everything they're trying to make me into. Sergeant Valerius claps his hands and everyone focuses on him. Today, you will attempt to go through an obstacle course. From now on, your meals and your chores will reflect how well you're doing in your trainings. The better you do, the better you'll eat and the better chores you'll be given. I'll do well enough to get by, making sure I'm around for storm, but nothing more. I can deal with not eating as well and having the worst chores. Sergeant Valerius marches all six units outside to a course. There are walls to climb, ropes and bridges, pits to jump over, and weighted sacks to deal with. I barely focus as he explains the course to us, and then he's sending us through it in groups of five. I sprint with the group to the first obstacle, my body obeying the commands of the soldiers to move faster, push harder. But then I slow down, taking the last position as the five of us cross the first rope bridge. By the time they're over the first part of the walls, we have to scale. I'm just arriving. Corporal Mitz gets in my face. Faster, recruit! Do not let them leave you behind! Move, move, move! I grind my teeth against the urge to give in and only increase my speed a little. Be better than this, recruit! Corporal Mitz doesn't let up as I hurdle the first wall. Do you want to go to the ruins? Think you can survive against the wild dogs and spontaneous explosions? I grab a sack and toss it over the next wall. Soldiers better than you have died in that place. Do you hear me, Averton? Sir, yes, sir, I yell, but we both know I'm not pushing myself the way I can. Then move! He screams the word in my face, his spittle coating my cheek.
I pick up my speed enough to get him to move on to another recruit, but when I complete the course, my time is one of the slowest. I hope you're looking forward to continuing the story next week and finding out what happens with Bria and her friends. If you just can't wait, you can purchase the full audiobook wherever audiobooks are sold starting October 6, 2023. If you're on the hunt for other great books, discover more epic, clean, young adult reads on the Read Clean YA with CJ podcast. Recruit of Talionis was written and narrated by CJ Malacy, and I can't wait to continue this journey with you next week.